Hello everybody, this is The Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie the other person hasn't seen and then we meet to discuss it. Welcome, you're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. I am Ricardo Deacon. I am Orla McNeilis. And this week's film was chosen by Orla McNeilis. Uh, it is Diary of a Teenage Girl from the golden age of the past of 2015. <sighs> before really, the world really digging back shift. into the past, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, yeah, after three 2016 movies, we go to I do feel, though, like we're going to look back on 2015 with a sort of a misty-eyed nostalgia for the innocence of the time. Um, and I did actually watch this on New Year's Eve of 2015, so... <laughs> 2015 to 2016 then yes it was like yeah, yeah so so like uh it, it felt like the days before jfk got assassinated kind of yes thing. okay so <laughs> who directed this movie uh, it was marielle heller produced by miranda bailey Anne carey bert hamelink and madeline summit written by marianne heller based on the diary of a teenage girl an account in words and pictures by phoebe glockner Starring Belle Poli, Alexander Skarsgård, Christopher Maloney and Kirsten Wig. Music by Nate Heller. Cinematography by Brandon Trost. Edited by Mary Helene Dozo and Cohen Timmerman. Uh, A lot of women in that uh, cast list. Or that uh, cast and crew. I wonder why. Just want to point out. And the synopsis is, the short synopsis is, in 1970s San Francisco, a precocious 15-year-old embarks on an enthusiastic sexual odyssey, beginning with her mother's current lover. Short and sweet. So, <laughs> Not like um, this movie. <laughs> that's fairly short. Yeah, I don't know, I think it is sweet in its way. So, Orla, why did you pick this movie? Uh, besides uh, hailing from a simpler time in our lives. <laughs> What, the 70s? <laughs> it was uh, a simple... 2015. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, okay. Obviously, uh, we have looked at youth, adolescence, uh, particularly in the context of teenage girls, a lot. Um, but I think never directly focusing on their sexuality, uh, like very, very uh, like pointedly, as this movie does. Um, like I find it kind of fascinating and also sort of sad and a little disturbing that this film, we don't have more films like this and that this film manages to be moderately, uh, not shocking, I'd say, but, you know, it, feel, it feels a little kind of like, whoa, taboo busting. Uh, and I do think that when this movie came out, we, we obviously had significantly less uh, movies of this ilk. Uh, obviously, you know, even things like... Um, Edge of Seventeen, and then obviously Lady Bird, which I think is is uh, is relevant here as well. Um, but back in twenty fifteen, there felt like much more of a shortage of these kinds of movies, and uh, um, it, like I think it's I think it's very interesting how and the, like people made a big deal of this whenever it came out, and I think it's 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 a relevant point is that this movie was an eighteen certificate, which meant that most teenage girls technically couldn't see it. And the sheer fact that it was made in eighteen because of the like the nudity and the you know the the explicit nature of it just it feels it feels a little uh it feels a little conflicting to me, um considering that the the real audience that should see this is teenage girls because I cannot imagine what I would have what impact this kind of this film would have had on me if I'd have watched this when I was sixteen or seventeen because the only movie of that time that I didn't even see until I went to college because it was too you know like not particularly well. Uh, you know, available movie was Ghost World. Yeah, and even that, I think Ghost World is is not quite even. Ghost World is is sort of looking at an, an, a, like a different side and a, a later period in uh, teenage girls' lives as well, of kind of like the end of high school, going to college, blah blah blah. Um, Back before Scarlett Johansson was a sex symbol. <laughs> yeah, I think part of that is the weird dowdy clothes and haircut that they gave her in that movie, purposefully, I think. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I like about this is it, it's 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 not it doesn't feel like quite like your general coming of age movie, um, and it's it's kind of really just refuses to shy away from the topic of the sexuality of its female character without exploiting her as well. It's very much uh, her story, and I think like regarding the sexuality, the scene that really kind of like sums up 
like not just the whole thing of like, you know, oh, oh my God, teenage girls like sex. This is crazy. This is so profound. Like not just that, but what actually happens to teenage girls, and I'd say women a lot in general, whenever to them, whenever they make the fact clear that they like sex and that's like the scene that really sums that up is whenever she's in the back seat with the uh, the boy and he's like, just like, whoa, you're too intense. You're too intense. You know what I mean? As if like, you know, you should just lie there and you should have sex because otherwise you're frigid. But if you enjoy it, then whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the, it's this, you know, like this double-edged well, sword. women are supposed to enjoy sex? Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, and I think the the fact that it makes that clear uh, rather than just that, like, you know, oh, hold on, like, teenage girls actually think about sex. You know, they're not these, like, strange, pious creatures that, you know, are just there for, for males, uh, for men's enjoyment or whatever. Um, I think it's that that, that kind of elevates this a bit more. Um, but uh, what I think what I like about this as well is it's it's kind of lack of, of complete, like, indiness. And, like, I know, like, that this is, it was very much a Sundance movie and it was, like, you know, it was a a Sundance darling or whatever. But um, I think that this this film has a kind of a a spikiness to it and that I think it maintains for most of the movie, like, in its characters and its portrayal of of its female character. And, like, I think this movie is more Heathers than Juno, let's say. I think it's on that side of the spectrum. And I think that that's why it really stuck out for me and i think comparing this to something like the edge of 17 which was really really well received which i really didn't like because it was what this movie it, that that was like the indie version of this you know what i mean where yeah. and what i what i liked about this was the absence of you know the sort of like strong kind um you know guidance sort of um figurehead frequently men like in the, say like the character of Woody Harrelson in The Edge of Seventeen, who are kind of there, or well, I something seen like Edge of Seventeen. Okay, well, or something like you know Perks of Being a Wallflower, where you have this kind of like teacher that's there to like guide you or whatever. Like her only real guidance is through her own art and through her very like sort of um, abstract uh, uh, connection to the uh, the comic artist who yeah. is in fact a woman also. Uh, and I like that that there was there was a real like there was that was missing from this and I really, really appreciated that because I think there are, there are tropes in this that this does hit because it is a first, it's a it's a debut feature uh, and I do not think this movie is perfect. I think that um, it's in its final third particularly. Um, but the reason, to wrap up because I know I'm rambling a bit, but um, I think as well, I wanted to pick this now just because of uh, Lady Bird coming out and I, you haven't seen Lady Bird. No, you? no. No, like it hasn't really come out yet, but... Um, um it, because it does like they do share which also another movie written and directed by a woman let's just say um oh no the <laughs> the revolution is here Woo! um <laughs> put it down your hatches man <laughs> gird your loins um <laughs> uh i think that like Ladybird doesn't quite have the spikiness that this does. Um, and that's not a dig to Ladybird because Ladybird is absolutely wonderful. And I think that they're very comparable um, in their the mother-daughter relationship that is much it's more central to Ladybird, but is also a part of this and how like women and teenage girls interact with their, their mothers and everything. And I think as well, both films have problematic third acts, but I don't want to go into spoilers for Ladybird or anything. But um yeah, like I, I mean, there's a lot. I think there's a lot to talk about here, not just in, uh, in like sexuality and everything. I think there's some really, really great performances in this, and uh, um, I think we can talk about it as a period piece as well. So, um, yeah, it felt it felt like the right time. I wanted to, to pick it for a while, but um, here we are. So, uh, Ricardo, what did you think of this movie? Mm, uh, it's gonna be a hard one to, uh, for me to discuss because, uh, for one, I do admit that I probably need to watch it again to make up my mind on the. Oh really? A lot of things that I there's a lot of things that I haven't make up my mind with that I find problematic, but I I don't know if it is that I personally find it problematic for whatever misconceptions I have. Yeah. Rather than it's an issue with the movie, there's a lot of issues with the filmmaking side of things that I'll, I'll get to it. Mm. I did like it overall, and I I think that just to before I get into it the. I do agree that this should have been a movie that was uh, made for a 16, 17 audience, but I do think that it's the correct 
restriction age kind of thing. It's the the same bracket. Well, it's uh, 18s in. Uh, it was uh, six old 16s would have been here. Would have been the same as Superbad, and this has like a lot more nudity and. Uh, more difficult subject matter, let's say, than something like Superbad. Yeah, you know? well, Superbad like, is um, love. Like, it's... Yeah, no, like, uh, precisely uh, what I mean. Uh, but at the same time, is that it's in the... If a filmmaker is, is the same old story, that if you're aiming a film to an audience that is 16s or 17s, you should make the movie so it would go through the censor at that age gap let's say because you're playing the same system as everybody else mm. uh, same way as like when there's horror movies that you want like aim at younger people let's say they show less gore because then you can make a 13 but if you're aiming at an adult crowd you go crazy on gore and because shit like the nudity mm. I, I didn't think there was as necessary as like not saying not to forgo the 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 actual sexuality of the film or actually the depiction of sex but even her sexual relationships uh, with Alexander Skarsgård there's like many of the scenes that are more graphic in a way because it shows the actual act of sex don't show any nudity you mm. know and then there's other scenes that uh, it shows a lot of nudity that could have been that the characters are naked and it's a wide shot but just because of the body positioning or whatever that is like natural you know but you can cheated so you get away with the the nudity you know because i think that it would have been something not that the film doesn't need the nudity but at the same time it's just to forego it would have allowed a lot more young women to watch this movie if that makes sense yeah that i think that it's a decision in a way to as a filmmaker that i think Perhaps as a first-time filmmaker going, no, this is my vision kind of thing. This is the movie that I want to see, to make. But at the same time, it denies the people that really should be watching this movie in the cinema the opportunity to watch it in the cinema. And I think that that's a pity. But That is an issue with the censors. I don't think so. Like, I think that particularly when you're dealing with uh, pedophilia, the way that this movie deals with pedophilia, because it is pedophilia, it is... uh, not as young, let's say, as uh, something like Roman Polanski, but it's still, mm, still starts to story fi- rape. She's fifteen. It's actually yeah. rape. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it it is interesting in the like the the film that I kept being reminded of this movie just in the in the comparison level was Lolita, mm. uh, because obviously Lolita comes from the the male gaze kind of thing, and it was interesting to see it from the female perspective and also understanding that they're both a victim and not a victim let's say that they're like individual kind of thing yeah that the movie goes into uh into show that she does want to have sex with him and other people go like oh he's using you etc and in the end he is kind of thing and it's really uncomfortable in in a way and that's one of the things that i'd like to rewatch the movie again like in the future to actually make a final judgment but at mm. the moment i'm leaning on the side that i disagree how the movie tackles that side of the interesting of the story i think you should i think you should watch it again like the first time i watched it i was uncomfortable it didn't in the end i felt that the movie had portrayed correctly but i I, think that i I don't think that it is because i feel uncomfortable about it because i think that that is an intention intention of the movie yeah but i think is that it doesn't what the movie says i don't think i agree with uh, at least how I saw the movie. Uh, and what we'll you, get into it. Okay. Like, uh, uh, later on, I just want to Sorry. give the, the broad overview. Uh, the acting, I thought there was another issue. I don't. I think some of the acting is great. Yeah. But particularly Christopher Maloney, who I really like, and Kristen Wiig, who I also really liked, are terrible in this movie. Whoa. Uh, terrible? Yeah, really? distractingly well, like, it's not terrible, terrible. It's, like, good performances in a different movie. It seems like they are in an indie movie. They're, like, the fucking... They're in the same vein, even though they're doing, like, more adult shit. But it's the same kind of performances, like, Nick Offerman and Kings of Summer kind of thing. You know, like, oh, the the weird, crazy dad or whatever. I don't 
think he's uh, great, but he's in it so little that I didn't really care. Yeah. But I liked Kristen Wiig. I didn't think she was amazing because she got like really, really lauded for this, which I don't, I don't really understand because I don't think she's doing anything particularly difficult or innovative with her role at all. Um, but I definitely didn't find her distracting. Like I found her distracting because uh, precisely for that, like it, it seems like it, it is a character that has a lot of layers in itself. And I thought that none of them were explored. That is mm. like, uh, like, there's no back. Like, if you, like, uh, just thinking on this role, like in somebody else's hand, like a younger Julianne Moore, let's say. Yeah. That you would have like the 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 absolute like crazy kind of party woman kind of thing, but there'd be like without doing almost anything, just because of oh, her yeah. acting. Her, be her vulnerability that get, you see in yeah. something like Boogie Nights or whatever. Or like, where she's even like to... something like a single man or something that yeah. is like that. But not saying that it needed to be over the top, but like it didn't feel, it felt that what the mother character is doing is purely to service the story of the of the main girl on the in the film and i think that it's not necessarily a writing issue is that i think that it's played the character is played as the secondary character there's no like internal life or logic or like mm-hmm. you can't even understand how the Christopher Maloney and her were together how the breakup affected that's fair, actually. she's that's a fair, single yeah. mom with two kids she doesn't even like it's not that she's a bad mom or a good mom i don't even believe their relationship has been uh, that they live in the same world let's say and partly it's as well because bell Poli is such a good actress mm-hmm. uh, she's so good in this movie that every time that she uh, interacts with kirsten wig it feels like she's interacting with somebody that is a not a lesser actor but like a uh, a character of lesser death it, it lesser makes actor. it it makes it feel like uh, you're watching a movie when when you're watching her with alexander skarsgård as well is like mm. I, my issues with his part is not his acting or his character mm. per se it's like how the the film approaches that we'll touch upon then also i have issues with the cinematography because it's the old uh, is the way that now in the last like 10 15 years every time the movie is set in this fucking 70s has to be fucking shot that way and <laughs> even other films do it and it kind of irks me a bit but if you see something like fair enough that has a bigger budget but something like 20 uh, 20th century women that is so amazingly shot using the <laughs> I was same kind for you of to, thing. <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring up 20th century women. Because it is a, a similar color palette and era and time period. and Place as well, because uh, they're both set in California. Yeah, and also like uh, like almost just themes as well. Because even though the main character in, the, in... Well, like arguably the main characters in 20th century women is Annette Bening and the Kid. Mm. But the film is really about... Uh, like feminism and, and stuff like the same way that this movie is but in a different oblique level let's say this mm. is less like less on your face about it in in an intellectual level it's more in a emotional level of feminist p- picture like yeah. you said that is uh that it was interesting to see that the point of view of of like sexual discovery in the female character and that's why like in a way i was kind of disappointed on the side of the pedophilia side Mm. i think because i think that that kind of overshadows the sexual discovery of the character in a way that because this movie is so rare especially when it came out and i haven't seen it just 17 or ladybird so for me this is quite fresh you know Mm -hmm. that it's not like you're doing like the teenage boy discovering sexuality that has been done over so many times that you have to like find a new spin to it you know Mm. you have to make it like something maybe like call me by your name or you know that is uh, that it is dealing with the same topic but in such a way that it feels fresh Mm. but because this is like uh, feels fresh by the nature of not having seen that in the female perspective that it didn't need in my opinion to have like this distracting other side because it was so interesting the part of like her sexuality when it came to the boys in school her own age as well because that also that side of thing you know and then perhaps like if the boy was older but not in his 30s kind of thing and also like his uh 
mother's boyfriend that I understand that also is like how the sexuality overcomes all the reasoning and like just the idea of being wanted in a way yeah but that, I think your problem maybe is not from her side because I think from yeah. her side you understand entirely why she does it and the the way she makes decisions and why she makes decisions like her like all uh, that is not unmotivated in the way that they portray yeah. her motivation makes yeah. sense. I think it's more I think maybe that your problem is 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 him and his decision making and how the film deals with no, like, that. No, like I I understand his decision making to the level of like Well, not like his decision making but like oh, the way that the film portrays how like I, what he's I think they doing. let him off the hook when the film shouldn't let him off the hook. And uh, I think that it, that is a major issue. Okay. Um I think that the thing that goes against that and I don't know if this is a second viewing thing or what but I uh is the fact that he's such a loser like what I liked about his character is like not just the Alexander Skarsgård is obviously is obviously great but that he is a man child oh uh, yeah <laughs> and like you Rick you the more the movie goes on the more you realize like he in almost every way is almost just an extension of a teenage boy and like that I don't think that that should be said to like excuse his behavior or anything but like it's almost just like his behavior is almost just sad as well as like creepy like it's like that's the thing is that it comes with the third act like you were saying that the the problem with the third act is I don't think that up to that moment I think that it's played pretty much as well as you can play it because you make the character uh, the alexander's character character uh, monroe <laughs> the uh, it's interesting enough uh like you you see the appeal that uh belpoli's character sees in him and also kirsten wiggs character sees in him and how the sexual encounters escalate Throughout from the accidental poop touching to her making moves towards him, etc. Yeah. Like, I understand all that. And I think Obviously that the film the... deals with it properly. I think is that when it comes to when the the facade of uh, horniness, in a way, mm. falls down. Especially in her point of view, because this movie is very uh, singular in its perspective. That... Um, that it doesn't criticize him enough as a person. You know, that it's like yeah. things have consequences to the level that not only like it and it's not only that she he's like dating like if he wasn't Kirsten Wiggs mother uh, like Kirsten Wiggs boyfriend, it's like one thing as well. But being the boyfriend as well is like it's somebody that like could have like okay, fair enough that in the end they end up still being mother and daughter, kinda like supporting each other after she fucking disappears or whatever. Mm. But it could be some like an act that fucks up this person's life for the rest of her life. It's just by and I like that he doesn't because it's the strength of her character to be able to move on from this event, mm. you know? But I like but as I well that... that he should be still blamed for it. Just because she's able to deal with it doesn't mean yeah. that... I that... think their little handshakey take the thing at the end, it works from her side. Because it's yeah. like, even though she's like, I'm so over you, but she's still just like, take it, you know? That works from her side, but not from his side. Because he, it, that is the one bit of it that really doesn't work for me. Because that, it's a strange, nice little cap on the whole thing. And yeah. I feel like he shouldn't necessarily just be able to run off and, you know, but, um, even if um, it was like some kind of like poetic justice that like he's talking about like the vitamins or whatever, and they were like laced with something because he's such a fuck up that he ends up in <laughs> hospital or like paralyzed or something, you know? Yeah. I don't know like what, what the ending would be as well, because it would be like an ending coming from a male writer. Let's say if I said, it, and I think that it should come from a female perspective since the rest of the movie is. And I know as well that the film is, based on a, on a previous work as well. So yeah. in a way, I don't know how far it strides away from the original text. Yeah, either. I'm not sure. I don't know enough about the original um, the original um, work either. But um, I think what I like is, as well, uh, just going back to, to their relationship um, from her perspective especially, is um, the the way that there's, there's several moments within this where it's like, I'm so done. I'm having like the clean break. I am so over him. And it happens several times and she keeps going back to him. And I quite, I like that because it felt realistic to how 
uh, someone with that age and that immaturity would deal with something like this that you know what I mean where you have these like bursts of like oh my god I'm so done and you go out and you go mental or whatever and you end up getting drawn back in just through lack of like experience and being able to like really really identify that this person is like bad for you and also like you, you know what I mean and like I like how that was portrayed as well that like she kept having these like you know sort of like revelations that ultimately went sour because she went back to him and everything and um well like there's also something that i like in her performance and also from the direction of the screenplay that uh the movie in many ways treats her like as somebody like she says is like now i'm an adult because i've had sex so it's dealing with her uh as somebody that is almost an adult but then a moment to reverse to her being a, a kid you know like even with Alexander Skarsgård Scar- when she's jokingly like oh I'll tell my mom and he gets pissed off with her and mm. she's like he's almost he that- almost has this like almost understandable irritation with her because she's so childish and she's yeah. just like he's just like oh god like just calm down why are you getting so hysterical and you're like Oh, I like on that scene as well is that you totally understand her because like she has no capacity to like deal with the situation at all and that like not only that she's had sex with this guy and that she really likes him but that it's all mired in all the other things that the connections and everything but like just in that moment you almost understand why he's just like oh he just wants to shake her and like calm her down because it's like stop being such a child and it's like I think that like all those little moments between them and the sheer amount of time that their relationship has I think gives it a nuance that for me, he kind of elevated it out of the just weird creepiness of it that is also very much there that I don't think yeah. the film shies away from. And the moment I was watching it thinking, it's like, am I a fucking prude because I'm f- having this issue? And I think, like... No. <laughs> the thing, also, like, um, even though it's, like, part of the sexuality and stuff, I, it's that I didn't like the, the whole lesbian kind oh, of yeah, side Oh, yeah, 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 no, no, Because I was no. like... Well, it, come on I, I no. don't need that because no. then it actually felt like untrue to the movie that came yeah. before yeah it's not really, so like yeah, uh, that's the one because the actual ending ending yeah. i i didn't mind but it was that that was strange it was like one mad caper too far you know yeah. what i mean like whenever she goes out with her friend and they pretend to be prostitutes or whatever it's like fucked up and dark and like whenever she wakes up the next morning and they're both in bed and they're just like oh god what did we do you're like i completely bought that and yeah. like every other situation that she's in you feel like the danger that she's in and all those characters because they feel like the they- threesome that they have kind of thing. yeah it's it, it's it's it, it almost goes like too far yeah. with it and it's every other situation like that where be it be it bell Pauli or whatever like of the other characters where like they're they're all like lying around and they're like smoking and drinking i very much believed it it didn't feel kind of like manufactured 70s kind of like excess or whatever even with kirsten wig or whatever um and like her friend and stuff and like you know i believed all of that and i believed like the danger that that the character was in whenever she was in these situations but but the, like that whole lesbian thing i was just like what well like for me it's not uh i think that a problem is that there's also like it's not that obviously I don't have a problem with any depiction of homosexuality on screen. Yeah. But I think it's the uh, also the the way that it mixes it with drugs yeah. kind of thing that it's like what do one or the other kind of thing yeah. or like do like for me it was like do one or three things not like one just go with a boy as a like. Uh, uh, kind of like an absolute fuckhead as a yeah. kind of like the boy up. that they encounter yeah yeah or like even like somebody that is abusive or whatever because that like you know when you come from a bad breakup or something you might be in a position like the 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 fucking what's it called the rebound or whatever that you're kind mm. of blind to a lot of issues because you just want but to even get that over with. the original boyfriend <clears throat> was not yeah. exactly you know what i mean like her expectations were not particularly very high from a relationship after going from your man and then alexander scared so, and then well that's who i was referring to and then if you're gonna have like the lesbian encounter i think that uh, it would have been interesting to just explore that instead of having it as like just an act of rebellion yeah because if it would actually like explore like the way that it explores the side of sexuality when it comes to heterosexual sex yeah that if explored the uh, the homosexuality as an actual uh, addition to her sexuality as well yeah or like uh, her 
like because obviously she's into it as well like the because i don't think that you can force yourself to do that kind of thing no i don't think no matter how many lewds you have (laughs) so like i think that that would have been more interesting than having her do that and also that they're like doing drugs and fucking and that this character is almost living homelessly uh, yeah Yeah. and it's like she goes off and it's like it's a rebellion against like her mother and uh and monroe and then also her friend who doesn't like her yeah you know he's kind of like whoa she's like too crazy and it's like fuck you all you know it just felt like too far and it was like to be fair I don't think it's a complete disaster, mostly because Belle Pauly is so great. Yeah. So, like, even the way she delivers her voiceover and everything, like, whenever she says, like, um, like you know, oh, I didn't go home for three days. I don't know how it happened, really. And there's just shots of the house. Yeah. And, like, even whenever she's sitting in the guy's apartment and, like, the, the, with the little tiny bit, little bits of animation and then, like, the, he's so creepy and, like, her face and even, like, the way that that little sequence is shot and everything, I think it's quite well done, but the whole thing together is just, like, nope. And part of the animations was another issue that I had with the movie that, no! like... No, I liked some of the animation, especially oh, when no. she's uh, when it comes to, from her imagination. When it comes to actual the creativity side of things, that it was like great in that level. How you become creative, you know, uh, yeah. especially at that age, that it comes from like one day to the next that you discover your own voice almost. Yeah, you know, that was one part of her character yeah. that I loved, and they bring it in from the very beginning. Yeah. It's part of her, like it's not just kind and of... it's not just like as a background kind of like oh this character is an astronaut kind of decision <laughs> you know what i mean that it, you just put it in the they're Meg hoping that a helicopter it, pilot. yeah like hoping that but, but, but like that is different to think because from the point that i'm making because that, sorry uh, i know what you mean yeah yeah it's just kind of that they just put something on to make oh, don't this make the character interesting more job. interesting yeah. yeah it's like oh yeah he's a fucking Gallery underwater owner. architect or something like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> like uh, but never he like so the, the the actual work but in this case, he like actually explores her creativity and but how, it's how she, she works voice. through yeah. as well, and like the whole idea yeah. of her diary that it's all connected within her head. But I think is that when, like in the thing of that apartment bit, is that she doesn't go back to. Not that I need to see her drawing or whatever, but it's not something that she. There's nothing her work before that went directly life. Uh, one for one to her current life and i thought that that was an interesting choice as well that it's not like that i uh, one of those things that happens in this kind of fucking movie that uh, <laughs> that is terrible that you have a character let's say that is a writer and you show like about 10 minutes ago the the guy gets into a bike crash for example um not like using a specific example he gets into a bike crash and then like you see him riding about the bike crash. You know what I mean? The, With but, a bandage. <laughs> yeah, like that is not what the how creativity like truly works unless you're working on something that is completely autobiographical. But what I liked in this movie is that it goes from like something that that happened to her that is a big thing and then she puts it into her work but it's like completely oblique. Yeah. That if you hadn't like it gives the that little work or the cartoon like a real depth to it. But mm. That if you didn't know that you could understand the cartoon in a different uh, point of view kind of thing. Just as the work is. But it's not like a one by one comparison. Mm. So that's where like I really felt compelled by the animation parts or whatever. But sometimes it comes in and it felt like very indie. Kind of when it just came out without... uh, without motivation, motivation yeah. from her let's say like yeah it's like artistic part of motivation the plot, yeah but not, okay i know what you mean yeah yeah okay i suppose i don't know if like part of that was so that the moments whenever the animation does come in that it's not incredibly um not distracting but like um jarring or something yeah. i don't know I, I don't know what the actual decision was for that but uh, that, i'm glad that you didn't completely hate the animation because, uh, no 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 yeah, it's okay. just like uh, on a couple of scenes i yeah. think that they didn't need it and even like uh, there's other scenes that i think that like even in when they're having sex for the first time when they're just lying afterwards whatever like i would have had animation there because she tr- like the rest of the movie she's trying to portray that feeling through animation so like uh, yeah. there's moments that I think that would have suited the 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 moment to have that animation, and then the other moments that like I don't, know don't about do that, that scene though because she's so almost like odd overawed by the yeah. whole thing that like she asked him to take a picture of her because it's like 
she can't even imagine what she looks like now because she must look different or something. So it's like she has to capture it through yeah, some other. Yeah, but that's like the, almost the catalyst for all the creativity that comes in after the movie. And yeah, I just but thought, like, that, especially that, coming that from moment. the 70s, I thought mm-hmm. like maybe the like the shot going into her eye or something and then just turning into like a fucking like mm. yellow submarine kind of fucking, <laughs> you know, kind of like psychedelic almost. But more abstract almost trying to like create yeah. through color and, and animation what animation is great at that is like present a mood or an idea without being concrete and i think that's something like the first time that you have sex you can't put it into words but you can mm. if you're a good artist you can put it into a, a drawing I you like know what that. i mean what i liked about the animation was that it wasn't too psychedelic yeah. um obviously in that moment it would have made sense yeah, but yeah. i like that the whole thing wasn't too oh no no it like didn't a, felt at very, the other moments yeah, i wouldn't do a psychedelic feel, yeah, at all yeah, yeah, and it, it didn't feel very 70s you know like i think the the although like just briefly on the 70s thing um i think i probably agree with you on the cinematography but i do think that the art direction in this is oh, very yeah. good yeah like the art direction is great because it, it, it is very 70s but it's not in your face 70s yeah. it's in not the like, way of something like yeah. 20th century women I think, yeah as well. it's like what normal people were wearing in the 70s like not mm. everybody's wearing bell buttons and like fucking having like it's not like stranger things that is like we're 80s man oh, God, we're 80s yeah. <laughs> no but i love it because of what stranger things oh, yeah, is. That's what, exactly that is what it means that, yeah. it's completely that show like and that's fine but like in this you needed this that is like it is the 70s but it's you just have the texture of the yeah, 70s it's kind not of thing. A, it's not meant to be so prominent and i think they do manage that with the music as well yeah. that the music isn't incredibly pointed which i even though in something like um um, you know, everybody wants some or whatever. Yeah. Where like, you know, it's yeah, it's all about the soundtrack and everything's being carried by the soundtrack. This a lot of this was very much just kind of like background, very seventies, but not incredibly. Yeah, they weren't like set pieces driven by music, which I liked. Although also Iggy Pop got in there, and I was really quite happy about that. I uh, like uh, going to uh, the, the, her parents' relationships that I wanted to touch upon. Like, um, I think it was a huge missed opportunity. For both characters. Because in the beginning where Christopher Maloney appears, like, uh, and I like him as an actor, even fucking Law and Order, like, he's... Uh, oh, he's great. Yeah. I love him, yeah. But, like, he's, uh, uh, I love him, like, oh, what's, um, he, he feels like a fucking deal Stanley Tucci sometimes, you know, like, uh, Oh, a little, yeah. Particularly yeah. in this, I think. Yeah. Because he's got, like, the beard and stuff. And like, kinda, like, yeah, uh, I, I imagine he's that He's playing he, the kind of academic asshole. Like, you can see him having watched, like, Easy A and going, like, Oh, oh my God, uh, I uh, love him in Easy A. <laughs> Stanley Tucci, of course. Where do you come from originally? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, because I'm adopted. Who told you that? What? <laughs> Well, like, oh, I um, love that movie. That, that is the academic kind of like as well like that is the kind of using caricatures of the 70s that is like the the well-read kind of like true fucking you know i'm academic bro academic uh, yeah fucking wearing <laughs> turtlenecks on top of suits and all this shit and they had the fucking flower power like post 60s though so like too much drugs like not enough peace talk you know <laughs> like the uh, uh kind of situation you know and uh reminded me as well like of like i, I was watching it like i was sitting there like uh, today before coming thinking about the movie as i often do before the podcast and i was th- i started fucking <laughs> I getting confused so. with the scene in molly's game what <laughs> about the, because kevin costner is a, a psychiatrist in molly's oh game my God. he has like a a, a dinner <laughs> argument about like psychiatry and i was like I was about to like go and like, oh, that is a terrible uh, word. That that kind of scene was really weird in the movie. And I was like, oh, no, that's a different movie. (laughs) Um, You just start injecting Kevin Costner into everything. Yeah, but like, I actually do. Anyways, like Kevin Costner would have been a better pick for the fighter character than (laughs) Kristen Malone. Like, uh, he would have been better than Stellan Skarsgård. Alexander (laughs) Skarsgård. Like, uh... Uh, but uh, I was gonna say like that. I think that especially like the scene in the cafe that like the, the the whole joke about the younger sister that is actually Christopher Maloney's daughter keep telling calling him by his first name, not by not yeah. calling him dad. And like I think it was a complete missed opportunity in the sense of giving like uh, not playing it for jokes per se. Mm. That actually give a background to where the main character came from you know like 
as in not like spell it out but make mm-hmm. it another texture to the movie rather than like an yeah, intermission the richness of her of her character comes completely from her performance i think and then also like her interactions with other characters but yeah. none of the other characters around her necessarily feel as 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 if they're giving any information about her past yeah. i think i think i think you are right and like the I think though, because she is so great, and that there there are so many great elements um, to to her character and uh, the things that, like the experiences that she has in this, that um, I didn't really care so much <laughs> about. I, I'm like obviously that's a bad thing that I didn't care about those characters, and that I, I didn't care even that I didn't care about them. You know what I mean? And uh, well, like I think that like that's the thing. They weren't like I think they're the, all bad. It's just well, I thought that the the for, performances forgettable. were. Like Kirsten Wiig's side, I think that the there, that's what I said of the acting. It's not offensively bad acting, but that the, it, on I the page like, the character is there. On the page, there's more on the character. I think maybe I I don't know like might be just the, the, the direction because I've seen her another where the one that she did with uh, what's his face the guy that is in super bad uh, the oh skeleton twins yeah she's great and <gasps> she. She has like uh, yeah, she's great in that movie, that's and she really has that kind of. That's a really good point because I was trying to give like more serious things, and for some reason, the only thing that came out of my head was the Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah, she's great um, in that as well. Like I, I think that movie is very flawed. It oh, has some great movie. movie. Yeah, it ha- like the ending, I absolutely loved it, and I really like Ben Stiller, yeah. Sean Penn, and her in it. And it's uh, beautiful, and the soundtrack's great. Yeah, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, it has like the Matrix uh, reference. Which car would you like, the red car or the blue <laughs> car? Uh, <laughs> but like that's the thing is that I, I seen her being great in other movies, you know, like and even in SNL, how like make really depressing characters <laughs> out of, yeah. of like even in humor. So I, I have to say that I was kind of disappointed with her performance because I was mm. expecting because it is on the page. It is in it is there written. It's just not given it, you know, like she plays it at surface level when it's a character that the depth is there, you know, and I don't know some if it is an acting issue or directing yeah, issue. Or some combination of, of the two. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just I I don't know like but then you don't ever really know I suppose how actors play off each other as well yeah. and how like like how she played off of Belle Powley and I yeah I don't know but then I don't really like she's not really great up against Skarsgård either yeah. I don't think and like he but is it, so great that but even like the scene that you're saying about like when she goes like oh you fucked my daughter you had to marry her mm. that it is played straight and there's like a lot of subtext and other things going on in that scene and it's just played as one thing when that scene could be like using exactly the same dialogue oh, as like yeah. 10 things going in the background and bell Polly and alexander scars are doing that shit like yeah. alexander oh yeah i'll marry her because you know you're right and all this shit that is like kind of for, yeah. i kind of like her whatever so like their side there's like a lot of layers going on and like fucking kirsten wig is in the background going like a fucking She's cardboard nothing and, to yeah. the table <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you. I don't think it bothered me as much as it bothered you, but um, I do think you're right. Like, it's just, it's kind of a nothing. I, I felt that it was like both at times distracting just because, uh, especially when you spend so much time with uh, Balpoli with the other characters, even her friend is really good, their dynamic. And, uh, yeah. Such, that then when it comes into this, or like, it reminds you that you're watching a movie. But then also the the like it became annoying for me more than anything because of it being like a missed opportunity. To, it's like mm. another thing to elevate this movie. Found that I yeah that I like liked. when when you do then like and I don't think that the mother character in Lady Bird would have worked in this. But whenever you like that particular idea of a mother in that film and none of we couldn't have carbon copied that into this it wouldn't have worked but at the same time when you do finally watch Lady Bird and you compare them in your head as you now will <laughs> you can understand like what that role could have been and what yeah. it would have added um as he added it is kind of disappointing but um um Bell Party is just so wonderful and also like uh, considering that this obviously because of how the podcast worked that this was my first time watching it so I didn't know that I wasn't gonna like the third act and the they would drop the ball in my view of what they should have done with the Monroe character yeah so at that time I was still kind of like rooting for the movie kind of you know that <laughs> like yeah, I, I still am because i did like the movie and i think it has a, a lot of good things about it yeah um i think that the 
first film was like um, relatively well seen at the time and it was quite highly regarded as well but um like it, it was um it kind of it brings me back to whenever we were talking about something like um um uh, in particular um we are the best or something that like you know that that really i really really connected with that yeah. and there are elements in this like um in like her obsessions and the way she talks about herself and her life and her diary that i was like cringing so i was like oh mother jesus i am her you know and like it, it brought me back so much like and just kind of being like oh my god it was a mixture of like it wasn't even just like cringing because like oh i was so young and foolish or whatever but like just the like the the sheer kind of like understanding of of the film of yeah. that character and like <clears throat> it just like it means a lot whenever you see that so infrequently <laughs> you know what i mean like it did make me think so much of ghost world i think that you kind of like uh, set us up for like a lot of uh, disappointments <laughs> by picking we are the best first in this kind of like vein this of movie this is what happens to us though <laughs> because in a way we, we don't because, always think long term <laughs> because that that movie like also like sticks the landing so much yeah. like when they're like it leaves you that's leaves you with like a good feeling about the movie that's it, like why half of it i'm disappointed that in a way selfishly uh, has nothing to do with the movie that it that it has the pedophilia kind of side story like well like main plot line really yeah in this, in, the, in this movie because it it didn't allow me to actually enjoy the the actual like sexual birth of like a character in the way like from a f- female perspective that was really really interesting you know mm. because in the back of my head i was like ah this feels really uncomfortable when like when it was no, just sir. that's definitely i know like it is their intention and i know what you mean that it's distracting but no like i'm I, I meaning that it's like it is the intention of the movie but yeah. because it, it is at the same time the like such a rare kind of film i was like also like i wanted to have like the yeah. feel good kind of just about the discovery even like something like call me by your name that is not exactly feel good but like uh, that it has not dissimilar and it's uh slightly concerning but slightly better handled i would say um <clears throat> like it is it's far better handled because it's like especially after the fucking amazing speech by fucking michael <laughs> stuberg that like oh it, my god i might actually cry thinking about that oh uh, like uh fucking i love him and he turns up on the post and i was like ah! i love him so much like uh <gasps> yeah yeah that movie is amazing and i think that that's like and as well like in the, in the end it's like the the kid is nearly 18 like i know that there's an issue like uh, in semantics and stuff. yeah the thing is is that like it, it well legally he's okay uh, yeah but, but that's not everything no it's, it's not everything but the thing is is that she's 15 and there is a massive difference i mean it's not as big a difference because especially because they're two very similar yeah. eras they're not very far away from each other and also the fact that boys are just slightly less yeah. mature than girls anyways and she is obviously within a situation that makes her more mature so i think that they're not as far away but yeah. a year is a massive amount of time oh yeah like at that time in... i remember even when uh like my brother is 18 months older than me and when you're like 13 he feels like yeah he's like, oh my god oh he knows everything he's, he's so no like yeah. i never thought that of well. my brother but like uh <laughs> hey felipe uh, what's up well <laughs> like uh like I, I i think like you know like oh he's like way older than me man like he's the old guy <laughs> and then now it's like fucking i'm older than well, most yeah. of his friends but even by the thing. time even by the time you get to like like 20 yeah that 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 age difference and, and also, like, there's the, the, the big difference in the approach and relationship that coming by your name is that, like, they fall completely and utterly in love with each other before there's any oh, yeah, a- yeah, yeah. actual yeah, yeah. That's, sexuality. That's the thing is thing. that it's a completely different yeah. relationship. That's the thing. Um, yeah, because I remember whenever, I think it might have been, like, film comments or something, and they were talking about um, that, because it was, like, a year ago, maybe, and it was, it was before that movie. It had been announced and that it was in development and it was going to be coming out. I don't know if there was even a trailer for it yet. And they were like, oh you know and the fact that it was two straight actors playing gay characters and like just feeling quite uncomfortable about that movie before it came out and then it came out and it was like okay they've managed to address yeah. this in a completely different way than what you were expecting but um okay so favorite thing um well it has to be her performance like yeah. there's no like it's the only thing that is flawless in this movie yeah she is just 
Like, I love her face. Like, her I'm just... fucking surprised as well that she hasn't popped in. And, like, like it's been two years yeah. that this movie came out. And I'm quite... Like, maybe because she's not, like, traditionally pretty, let's say. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have a Hollywood face. They think that she's a pretty girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's also, like, uh, I had to check it out because it was, like, very uncomfortable when I thought that she was oh, 15. No, she's, and like, then, 23. Yeah, 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 like, I was, yeah. like, okay. Then you couldn't, still you couldn't make this movie with a 15 year old yeah. like that would be unethical um like yeah i, I think that um just going back to it, sort of like her her body and the way they portray her body and everything and one of my favorite scenes in this is whenever she looks at herself in the mirror and she stands and like how she kind of like yeah and like you know obviously like the whole thing through it that she's constantly saying like oh i'm fat or whatever blah 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 but it's like and she's like she's like feeling her skin and she's like you know oh i feel so i'm like radiating warmth yeah. and and like it's just it's I just like look at that scene going like you never see scenes like this handled so well this is so great and she's just oh she's so fabulous and she has just like this really like even like her body and her shape and everything like she just she looks it just looks so interesting and different and yeah. it's so engaging real. she yeah. feels like uh, like you could have like a young Blake Lively playing this and I'll be like, oh, I don't believe this person exists. Like, yeah, uh, no. The hair is fake. The hair is fake. Um, like, young Blake Lively. Oh God, that's such a good example. Like, you know, like uh, she looks like a special effect. She's not even beautiful. Like, I know that. Oh, like, she's like, she, she's, she does have a great relationship with Ryan Reynolds yeah. though. So let's not like, detract from that. No, hilarious. like, I'm not detracting and I think that yeah. she's a good actress as well and stuff. But like, you know. She's not real. Yeah. But, Exactly, it's like you you don't walk down the street like in Grafton Street and go like yeah, there's like somebody that looks like that in real life, you know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, no, that that is my favorite thing as well. Actually, I I do I think I need to look up and see like. Uh, you know, like if maybe she has done things and we just haven't seen her, well, or like the, the 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 biggest thing that she's done since this is a royal night out that she plays like Princess Anna or whatever, like Queen Elizabeth's like. Oh. The, like Sarah Gadon plays Queen Elizabeth, you know, oh, uh, from Alias Grace. No. She plays like yeah. Queen Elizabeth, and I was like, Queen Elizabeth was never that hot. Yeah, but like none of them were. Um, oh, that's really disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Not, well, I, mean, I don't think that movie was that badly received, though. I remember. Royal, yeah, like Kermode thought it was fine. Um, yeah. So, uh, what was your least favorite thing? Mm, I, I'm torn between the the performances and the the. F- the ending but mainly the the way that they don't really address um the actual like impact and for the lack of a better word evil the alexander skanskar does like I'm not saying that he's an evil character per se but he does an evil act yeah which i think it's two separate the film doesn't kind of thing. Um, yeah film i think he does it through uh, stupidity like you said out of yeah. like being an absolute fuck up and an idiot and like an absolute like um, sad individual that has and nothing going like for him enjoying like, yeah. the attention that he gets from her as yeah, well yeah that as, he only has his, his looks like he's not even like fucking sharp minded or anything no. you know like it's it's that kind of thing that if your entire life is based on that looks fade away and then you're left with nothing but <laughs> fucking like decomposing flesh on your own bones but like yeah uh, But like this a, is the kind of thing that average people say about beautiful people out of spite. Well, like no, like if you're not you, average, you're very handsome. No, but if you have the fucking like, <laughs> sorry, like, I know, I know, I know. If you have something to you back just up, went, you, you just went think. very dark at the end of it. It was the it was the use of the word flesh that that made it more bitter than I think you meant it to. Um, but what I mean is that like, yeah, uh, uh, he doesn't like it's not addressed truly yeah. to the the fact that he actually statutory raped her. Yeah. And I think I didn't have an issue while the relationship was ongoing because it gave you an understanding and point of view of her because obviously she's not judgmental on the event as it's going along. Mm. Especially said in the seventies, I think that like the and considering that there's a jump in time, like this is like coming like top of my head now. Considering there's a jump in time within that, like I think it's a complete missed opportunity for the encounter to have taken place a few years after. When she realize she be older enough to yeah, realize that's what kinda, was yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking as you were saying that 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 like because whenever she's in it, 
absolutely she could like even though people are telling her that it was wrong she was completely over you know yeah by all the things that were going you know like all her feelings and, and everything so like to then even to give it like a year later yeah to kind of you know just that amount of maturity later where maybe she'd have had a, like a normal boyfriend in the meantime or whatever and to kind of go oh god you know what the ending of this movie should have been yeah when fucking jake gillingall goes and checks up on lee allen in the end of zodiac <laughs> walks in and just stares at him yeah. and then walks in. Yeah. <laughs> All roads lead back to Zodiac. Uh, well, How many my- basements is there in Southern California? <laughs> <laughs> the, the what year is this? What, 1972 or something? It is right back in the middle of Zodiac. <laughs> This is the Zodiac speaking. I don't know why he has like a fucking Newcastle accent. But there you go. So what, what was your least favorite thing? My least favorite thing was probably... Um, Not enough Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> Just enough. This was the real deepest layer underneath this. Um, my least favorite thing was uh, probably the final third um, where... It just, it, it's just too far whenever she goes and she's in like this weird like crack den with all these kids and, and even though I think it's it's like nicely shot and nicely edited and it's it's like an interesting like same kind of like montage thing that you were saying but it's just, and it, I feel like it's a complete use of that actress as well actually. Yeah. We should point that out because she's really good and she does tend to show up on things and often be the kind of like dangerous sexually exploited waif. Uh, looking at you house of cards. But um... Although, mm, she's okay in House of Cards. She's in something else as well, um, where she's just kind of like the crazy girl. But she is in the deuce, and she's very well used. So, And just as a final Good thought. Good writer, bad writer. And just as a final thought as well, um, when I was talking about like the visual storytelling at the time kind of thing, I think that the perfect example of a film that takes something that since, uh, like for the last few years, has been shot in the exact same way because of Mad Men. Mm-hmm. And put a new spin into it and made it look absolutely gorgeous. Is Carol? Yeah. And it felt like completely he, like original for that an, picture kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, he is amazing though. Also shot in film. Um, yeah, but like uh, Super Sixteen is cheaper than Four K to shoot um, on. If you have a like, and that was Super Sixteen that they they shot Carol. In. But I'm not saying that you had to shoot it that way. Yeah, exactly that way. But like, do it uh, like. Like, I'm tired. It's the uh, grade. Like, it's yeah. the color palette that was the problem. Yeah, there, but even, like, the that. way that it's, like, everything, like, only the color, like, that's also part of the production design, but also, like, the framing and everything is, like, kind of, this like, this is the 70s. It's the same way as, like, fucking 30s movies all look, like, 30, movies set in the 30s all try to fucking look like fucking Godfather or something, you know? Mm. And everything set in 70s New York, <clears> they try to fucking make it like Serpico or like Taxi, yeah, driver. taxi driver, you know? Yeah. Like even the deuce looks like fucking offshot. Like I haven't seen the show properly, but it looks like offshots of fucking Taxi Driver. No! <laughs> but no, right? the juice is like freaking madman. It man, no, like man, it's just a great. Yeah, uh, no, no, it, it okay. really, really does. Um, I have to actually, yeah. Like it looks like Taxi Driver in the way, but it like feels like yeah. Taxi Driver. Okay, I'd really like look forward to seeing more of her work. Mm. I think that like uh, it's good, like as well that I realized in podcast that we've picked a lot of like first movies from directors and stuff like yeah. yeah that um brings a a certain also like je ne sais quoi mm-hmm. about the the pictures the new kind of original not, not even that like sometimes they're not like entirely original but it's just like a new perspective yeah. on a particular like this is a particular genre and also it's like uh age. filmmakers that their voice are still vibrant before life and hollywood beats <laughs> them out of them yes uh, and the fact that this is also a woman, so you yeah, know, we're, we're getting that that good old other's perspective. Yeah, maybe she'll make another movie in fifteen years. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, good old Patty Jenkins. Uh, <laughs> um. So, or like, where can they find this? 
They can find us on Facebook, The Recommendation Game. They can find us on Twitter at The Rec Game. You can email us at The Recommendation Game at gmail.com. You can find us on Dove and Digital Radio's Mixcloud if I ever update it, which I will. Um, <laughs> it was Christmas through me, okay? One day I will, they will all go up. Um, when you maybe you listen to your podcast on there, which I wouldn't wouldn't blame you for because fuck you, SoundCloud. Uh, you can also donate to Independent Irish Radio. Um, on the Dublin Digital Radio Patreon. Next week's film is Ricardo's pick. It is. What are you picking, Ricardo? Ricardo goes to Fisborough. I mean, uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. <laughs> and we return to <laughs> Frank Capra. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, I was Orla McGuinness. I was Ricardo Deacon. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.